introduction. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of each other's favorite shows in the hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and watching something they normally wouldn't watch. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. And this week, I made Jesse watch a... I guess it's not a cartoon. It's not an anime. There's a separate word for animated shows from China that I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's an animated show and it's called Modao Zushi. It has a few different translated titles because it was originally a novel and then they made an animated show and a comic and a live action show and there's various titles for the different ones. I have heard it called The Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation. I think is the closest translation. I think that might be what the translation is, but I basically just heard the show called Modazushi. On that note, what did you know about this before you watched it? Did you know anything about it? So I knew a bit about this because in the original version of this podcast we were going to do, which never aired, (laughs) we were going to just like tell each other the entire plots of shows. I feel like we had more to it than that, but I don't remember. (laughs) Like, there must have been something more to it than that, yeah. but I feel like that was it. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think we were going to, like, watch new shows that just came out. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be new Netflix shows. Yeah, but this is not a new Netflix show, but I think we were just using it as a test run. Yeah, we were just doing a test run to, like, have the recording, see how it went, what the Uh time was. So I remember some of that, obviously not all of it, (laughs) because that was probably, like, two years ago at this point. Yeah. So I knew the translated name that you just said. Mm -hmm. I believe you said that the books were, like, very long and that the only translations are really, like, fan translations? Or am I thinking of something else? I could be wrong about the details, but how I understand it, it's it was written and published not as, like, physical books, but on a website or an app. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, th- I think, I might not be exactly right, but I think kind of, like, the same idea as, like, Wattpad or AO3 kind of thing, but, like, in China? Yeah. In Chinese? Maybe a little bit more professional than that, but, like, web novels... And the total word count of the, since they're not physical novels, it's kind of hard to tell, like, page count, but, like, they're very long. It's a long story. Technically one web novel, but, like, you know, a web novel can be (laughs) as long as it needs to be. It doesn't have to take up a certain number of pages. So that's how it was originally published and written. And then there was no, at the time, like, two years ago, there was no official translation for the novel. So I read a friend translation online. That's how I first read this series. I read the novel and then watched the show. But now there are official translations you can get, like in physical books, um, of this and of the author's other stories. She has a few other stories as well. But yes, originally, and when I read it, there was just a really long fan translation online. (laughs) The reason I, like, felt like that was right was there were some translation things in the sub. I did watch a sub, not a dub of this. I don't know if there is a dub of this. I actually, there might be, but I only know of the sub. I've only seen the sub. Yeah, so there were a couple translations in that where I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) There were a few things where I gave it a benefit of a doubt because I felt like I knew what they were getting at, but like the translation either couldn't do that fast enough because this Mm -hmm. is a show that is spoken in very rapid Chinese. Yes. (laughs) Like, 
you complain about the speed of sitcoms sometimes. I felt like I was reading a novel. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, how are they speaking this fast? I know. I I had the same experience when I first watched this show. It's like, you have to really focus to catch all the subtitles. It is going so fast. And the pacing of it is like breakneck speed. So Uh my summary is going to be a fucking mess. And I might just stop and be like, so what happened here? Because I don't know. I'm so curious because when I first watched this, I actually hadn't read the novel yet. I watched the first season and then because the seasons weren't finished yet and I really wanted to know what happened, then I went and read the novel. And then after I finished the novel, the other seasons came out and I watched the end of it. So I kind of like did it in chunks. But when I watched the first episode, my brother had already watched it. So he kind of knew more. So he explained a bunch of stuff to me. But I just remember being very confused when I read the, watched the first episode the first time. So I'm very curious how much you caught. <laughs> I would agree with that. I was, I was very confused. <laughs> That's fair. There's a, there's a lot happening in very quickly in a short amount of time. The other thing too, and, and we can talk about this more after too, but a lot of the things happening in this story about cultivators and fierce corpses slash zombies mm-hmm. is, as I understand it, based on like established mythology and lore in China. Like there's a lot of stories in Chinese about cultivators and fierce corpses and stuff. So there's a lot of context that if you are Chinese or you consume a lot of Chinese media, you would already have a lot of the context that you don't have if this is like your first introduction to that genre, which for me it was. I knew nothing about the cultivator genre. So that also makes it even harder to follow because it's like playing on like tropes and established lore and stuff that you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I feel like that you can kind of feel that when you're watching it, that somehow there must be something that you're missing. (laughs) That's how I felt. I was like, I need to be missing something because there's no way that this show happened if this is what the whole show is like. And I'm not like just gone. Like there's something that I needed that was like a cultural touchstone. And I do actually think that's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're so, like, stuck in Western media that it's, we know those tropes, Mm -hmm. but it is interesting to watch something that's playing on the tropes of a different culture and being like, oh, if, like, arguably the whole world is steeped in Western media because it's Mm -hmm. a big fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say conglomerate, but that's not it. I I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, it owns the market, Mm -hmm. but if Monopoly? Monopoly, yes. It's a big monopoly on everything. But if it wasn't, I imagine watching Western media, people would have the same problem. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So that was interesting. What else did I know? Oh, I knew that uh, Wei Wuxian Mm -hmm. was in love with some guy whose name I didn't remember. But I knew that you said you shipped him and another guy who I think is the guy they mentioned in this, who is, like, family-raised him. I don't know. There's some weird exposition going on in here that I didn't completely follow. Yeah, we'll talk... Yes, I I think I know what you're talking about. We'll talk about it when we talk about favorite characters and favorite ships. But yes, there there is a guy that we only see extremely briefly in this episode, who's a very important character. As soon as I saw him, I was like, him, he's the guy that we're in love with. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, while you're having doing your summary, feel free to pause and ask me for clarification, because I realize that this is a bit of a confusing episode. 
More so than I even remembered. When I went to watch it, I even had to pause it sometimes and, like, reread subtitles or take notes. And I was like, okay, where? what was happening? Oh, should I jump in? Yeah, go for it. Jump in. Okay, so we start with... <laughs> My notes are so bad. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Also, you can ask me for names if you didn't catch certain names. Oh, I got no names other than Wei Wuxia. Like, okay. every other person is, like, mean guy, headband dude, <laughs> mom of mean guy. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, mean guy and mom of mean guy are, are not really important characters beyond this episode. <laughs> yep. So, Spoilers. Okay, we start with a little bit of exposition mm-hmm. about, I have it written down as the Wen clan, I'm not sure if that's right. Yes, there's the Wen clan, which is different from Wei, which is Wei Wuxian's family name. Yep, okay, and they're talking about this little empire, and they give you a whole backstory on this empire that I didn't write down, but it was very fast, and basically there's an empire, and then you get a cut screen, and it says you're so many years into this guy's reign. Yes. There's a clan called the Wen Clan, and they're basically, like, taken over. They're the Fire Nation if this was Avatar, <laughs> basically. The Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. But I think they even kind of have a fiery theme. Their they colors do. are, like, white and red. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so we cut to some people who are running through a forest, and they have these lanterns. And then there's a close-up of a guy's face, and it zooms in on his eye, and then his eye becomes a crow's eye, and a bunch of crows fly up. I'm not really sure what happened there, but that happened. There's just crows. (laughs) (laughs) And the people who are running uh, stop, because I assume they stop running because they see that these trees in front of them are dripping with blood, and that's the reason I would stop running (laughs) in this situation. Mm -hmm. And they start to hear a flute. And they're like, oh my god, a flute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then this guy appears, and he's doing something cool, and he's on a tree. And then he's playing the flute. And playing the flute makes all of these zombies rise from the ground. And we learn it's Wei Wuxian playing his flute and controlling the zombies. And he looks really fucking cool. Yeah. (laughs) He's very cool. He's very cool. And I wouldn't say this about a lot of anime characters. He's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. He deserves it. He deserves to be hot. He's got this cool little outfit. He's swinging around. He has this long hair. He's hot. (laughs) That's so valid. Okay, and then we cut to 25 years into the rain. Which is five years after that, because the first one's in 20 years. Great. Okay. (laughs) Five years later. Yeah. It's weird because they say 20 years into the rain, and then they say 25 years into the rain, and then later on they say 13 years later. So I was like, why didn't they just say 5 years later, and then 13 years later? Okay, so 25 years into the rain, we have a little exposition-y portion. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting the way it's, like, shot is the wrong word, but the way Mm -hmm. it's designed, because it kind of has, like, scrolling text at the top and the bottom, and then it's, like, showing you things in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like showing you nature and things that are going on. And over it, instead of doing like an exposition voiceover, the voiceover is like people gossiping about this, which was very interesting, but it was so fast. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely missed most of this, but there are a ton of people, they're talking about the fact that Wei Wuxian is dead and Zhang took over, I think. Yeah, Zhang Cheng. Zhang Cheng took over. 
And apparently their families were allies, but Wei Wuxian betrayed them or something. Something happened. They were talking about how he was a mm-hmm. dick because he grew up with these people. But then they took over and he died. So I, if he did betray them, he didn't do a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the... It's Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then they're talking about how Wei Wuxian had this tiger amulet that was like his one weapon, but he destroyed it, and destroying it was the one good thing he did. So, obviously it's not destroyed. That would be (laughs) stupid. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean the one thing that he destroyed didn't actually get destroyed? That would be silly. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you spent a very important part of your exposition being like specifically this amulet and obviously that comes back that's what 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 foreshadowing who okay and then they're talking about like but like ways Rushan isn't really gone because he could come back by quote-unquote stealing someone's body and then i got confused because it seemed like they were trying to say the four clans tried to bring him back, but it didn't work. But to me, the context of stealing someone's body sounded like it'd be a bad thing if he came back, but then everyone was trying to bring him back, so I was very confused. Honestly, I was also a little bit confused about that. I don't quite remember what the context is. I think what it was was that they were like, he died, and because he's a powerful cultivator and whatever, he could go and possess someone, so we want they wanted to like trap his soul or like find his soul so like to summon him i'm assuming to like trap his soul in some way so that he couldn't possess someone but then they were unable to summon him so they were like oh his spirit must just be destroyed completely because we couldn't track it down i think is what it meant that makes more sense Mm -hmm. on a plot level i think that's i think that's the context okay i really like this animation i Almost would have liked this show more if I had shut off the subtitles and just, like, let it happen (laughs) to me. (laughs) Like, no understanding, but, like, it's so pretty. It sounds really nice. Like, Chinese sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever, like, experienced enough of it before to be like, oh, actually, this is, like, a really nice language to listen to. And I don't think it gets a lot of credit for that because Mm -hmm. your big ones are, like, French, Italian. (laughs) No, I liked it. I was like, I should just turn this off and just, like, watch it. (laughs) Just vibe with it, yeah. Honestly, it's true. Like, I feel like whenever I watched it, I was like, it's so pretty, there's so much going on, but I have to, like, focus so hard on the subtitles. (laughs) Right? You are reading at a breakneck pace. Like, if you are training for speed reading, you should just watch the show. (laughs) I haven't watched enough Chinese stuff. Like, really, this is the only Chinese show I can think of off the top of my head that I've watched. And I don't know if it's just that, like, because, you know, different languages have different, like, lengths, essentially. Yeah. Like, like they use more words or less words to express ideas. I, I wonder if maybe, like, for example, like, French is a lot longer than English. Like, you need to use more words and longer mm-hmm. words to express the same idea in French. I wonder if Chinese is just, like, a, sh- a more condensed language than English. Like, you need to use less words or shorter words. So the subtitles they need to put for the words being said... There's more words in English, and that's why it's so fast. You know what I mean? I do think that makes sense. I think that makes sense even if you think about, like, the title of this in Chinese versus the translated title. The translated title feels huge to me in comparison. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder, I don't, I don't have, I don't know enough about Chinese to know if that's the case, but it seems to me that that might be the case. Yeah. 
I feel like parts of the exposition, they were speaking very fast, but mm-hmm. at the once they start, like, having conversations, I felt less like the speech was fast and more like there was just a lot to read. Yeah. Which also might explain why the novels seem so long in English. They might be actually more shorter in Chinese. Fair enough. Okay, so anyways, they tell you Wei Wuxian was, like, a cool established figure in China, but he ended up with a fugitive life, which is what the subtitles said. Anyways, he's dead. <laughs> yes. Also, oh, I'm, I wanted to say this whole intro part where like there's people gossiping and we're getting all this context in the novel. All of that is like a prologue to mm-hmm. the story. And I feel like all that exposition and stuff like in a novel makes sense as a prologue. And in a show, it was very like, oh, my God, there's so much context being thrown at me at the top of the show. Honestly, it wasn't the worst job of exposition of anything we've watched. Fair. <laughs> but... Okay, so it's really cool to have your exposition being people gossiping. Mm -hmm. It's way less clear what the hell is happening when your exposition is people gossiping. Fair. I also think if it wasn't, like, a voiceover over something, like, if I was watching people have that conversation, Mm -hmm. I might have been, like, more able to grasp it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But it was a cool idea. I really like the idea. I'm not 100% sure it worked. Yeah, that's fair. And I do think, like, I don't know how clear it is in this episode, but it is it is relevant to the story that people gossip about him. Like, yeah, it, the point is that he was a famous enough figure that when he died, it was like a topic of gossip and stuff. So I think it's cool in that sense that, like, it's not just a way of expressing exposition. It's a way of, like, giving context to that exposition almost. No, I totally agree with that because I think it is important that people would still know who he is and talk about him, like, in the time period we get to. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we get the title sequence, and the title sequence started confusing me because the title sequence is telling you this is, like, the past. Mm. And it's basically, like, a big song about how Wei Wuxian and this other guy are in love. Yes. It's literally a whole song about how they're in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. It is just a whole song about how they're in love and an animation <laughs> about them being in love. But uh, the title being The Past is because um, the way the novel is structured is it's all set in the present, um, but there's lots of flashbacks. Yeah. There's like 13 years later, and then the present is 13 years later, but there's tons of flashbacks to like before Wei Wuxian died and when he was younger and stuff. But the way they structured the show... All of season one, one and two, pretty much, is, like, younger Wei Wuxian. Like, when he's, like, I don't know, 15 or something. Like, young Wei Wuxian. Except the first, like, couple episodes. Which, (laughs) so, like, the pilot and, like, episode two, maybe three, are the present. The 13 years later present. And then it jumps back and then we get, like, a whole couple seasons about the past. And then it goes back to the present. But because the novel is more just, like, present with flashbacks, the novel starts in the same place as the show... And so they decided to start the show the same place as the novel, but then make the whole rest of the season a big flashback. So they called the season the past, but this pilot is not actually the past. That makes sense, because when the title sequence told me it was the past, I was like, okay, after this, we're going to go back to before Wei Wuxian died, Mm -hmm. which you're saying is true in like Mm -hmm. three episodes. Yes. But it's not. It's 13 years later. And that's where I got really confused. (laughs) Yeah. The 13 years later is the present of the story, but most of this season will be the past before he died. Beautiful. Flawless timeline. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So anyways, we go to this guy and he's drawing this big circle on the ground in his blood to try to bring Wei Wuxian back. 
And he's champ- chanting, and we have this super cool animation where all this blood is, like, going in the air, and it's all red and purple. It looks really, really cool. <laughs> this guy's name, it's not that important, but this guy's name is Mo Xuan Yu, the guy who's summoning him. Mo Xuan Yu, he's doing the summoning. His summoning's super cool. He's dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he <laughs> dies. He dies to bring Wei Bishan back, so then he's dead. <laughs> and then we're in first bo- person, and this is maybe something, it was something I really liked about the animation, but I was not expecting to suddenly be in first person view, and it happens, I think, twice in the episode where you're just suddenly in first person, and I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. It's not that that doesn't happen in live action shows, it's just that it's not very common. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's not that common in animation either, I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It was just I was just like, okay, we're in first person. And Wei Wushan is waking up. You don't know it's him by that point, but not telling you would be really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting the shit kicked out of him by these two people. There's like a taller dude and then his servant. And they're beating up Wei Wushan because the guy who died wasn't supposed to be there. And also they hate him. Yeah, basically, they're, they're, it's like the lord, I think he's called the young master, the young master of the house, and his servant, and then Mo Xuan Yu, the guy that summoned Wei Wushan, was like a servant of the household, basically, or like, I think he's the son of like, the sister of the head of the house, but then she's yeah. like, disgraced or something. They're bullying him. He's getting bullied because he's not as high station as the other guy, basically. And while this is happening, Wei Wushan is, like, looking at the circle, and he's like, this is a self-sacrificing summoning circle, and you get this, like, internal monologue in his head where he's trying to explain what the summoning circle is. This is probably the worst this show does at exposition, <laughs> is when Wei Wushan is just thinking exposition-y things in his head. <laughs> Fair. It's kind of funny, because you're just, like, he's just getting the shit kicked out of him, and he's like... This is a weird summoning circle. (laughs) The one part I do like about this, I think it's at this point, though, where he's like, this circle is used to summon, like, really terrible evil spirits, so it can't have been used to summon me. (laughs) That is really funny. He's like, this is used to summon, like, terrible people, so it could have, like, why would it have summoned me? Like, that's not, I'm like, dude, (laughs) I'm like, we just watched a whole thing about, like, you. (laughs) It's very good. It's very funny. It's also very funny that, like, I don't know how old he was supposed to be when he died. He was fully an adult. He was, like, 30 or something, I think. But he's, like, in a, like, teenage boy's body here. Yeah, or, like, a young adult. Yeah, like, the guy's maybe, like, 18, 19, maybe 20. And he hits that, like, older teenage vibe so hard, so fast. And I'm like, was this, like, a 40-year-old man? He was not a very mature adult. (laughs) Oh, God, no, but he's funny. Yeah, it's very funny. (laughs) So apparently if you're summoned through this ritual, you have to do the summoner's bidding or you'll be unable to be revived, which I didn't really understand what that meant. I don't quite remember the context of that either. I want to say it's something about, like, reincarnation or or something Mm -hmm. or your soul being free or something, but I... I genuinely don't quite remember what that means. Basically, he's somehow bound by this spell to have to do the bidding of the person who summoned him. Exactly. Okay, and Wei Wushan is like, you should have left me, like, a note or something. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do you want me to kill these people? Also, the fact that he's like, I'm not evil. Do you want me to kill all of these people that are around me? Like, fuck, dude. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's like, they're bullying you. I can kill them. <laughs> they can be dead. That's fine. So he decides he's going to do that, and he kicks the young master in the face. And then he just kind of chases them, and then he gets distracted by a donkey, and then he's like, I'm going to chase them on this donkey, but he can't get the donkey moving. (laughs) And eventually he gets the donkey moving. Wei-Wushan is a pure agent of chaos. The man is, like, (laughs) fucking ridiculous. And I'm in love with him. He truly is. <laughs> also, uh, important to note, the donkey's name is Little Apple, and the donkey is, a, like, a recurring character. <laughs> Good for Little Apple. I love Little Apple. Okay. And then we're down in the village, and people in the village are talking about how demon hunters are coming from a prestigious clan, uh, but then these people get hit by the people who are running away from Wei Wushan on his donkey. <laughs> yep. But that's what you need to know. There are demon hunters coming because then we smash cut to this house. I don't know if this was supposed to be like a specific place. Like it has the gates and it looks like it's big, but I don't know if it was supposed to be like a specific like place in the city or if it was just someone's really big house. I think it's that um the late, like the young master and his mom, who's mm-hmm. the head of the village or something. She's the, I don't know, the lady of the village. I think it's just their house. And I think they're the like highest ranking people. Like, I don't know exactly what the word would be, but the like masters of the town. And so it's, it's the mayor's house. <laughs> like, it's the nicest, most expensive house in the town of the people who run the town, I think is kind of the vibe. Okay. That makes sense. So the lady who's the Mayor? <laughs> I don't think mayor is the correct term. I know, I know, yeah. She's the head of the village. She's the head of the town. I don't know her name. Uh, she's she's Lady Mo because they're the Mo family. Right, they're the Lady Mo. Yeah. So Lady Mo, she's talking to the people I assumed were the demon hunters. I'm not even sure that's right. Yes. Yeah. They're from the Lawn Clan, which is a, a, one of the prestigious cultivator demon hunting clans. And they're wearing all white. And I promise not to say this out loud on our podcast too much, but the entirety of my notes, I call them headband boys. <laughs> Everyone's wearing headbands, so this is not a good distinction. I love that, though, because specifically the Lawn Clan's headbands are actually very relevant and important. Like, it's like a thing that the Lawn Clan have these headbands, and the headbands represent their, like, cultivator purity, and it's like a whole thing. So I love that you specifically called them the headband boys. I'm like, there's headband boy one and headband boy two, and there might be other headband boys, but I couldn't keep them apart. There's only two in this episode. There are more later. Also, their names are um, Lan Sijui and Lan Jingyi, but... It's honestly, even me knowing that they're two separate people, it's kind of hard to tell them apart this episode, because they look very similar, and they're kind of both doing the same thing in this episode. Yeah, so. it's, it's not clear. Later on, you get to know them better, and they do have very distinct personalities, but in this episode, they're just kind of the two lawn boys. So, one of the boys starts asking Lady Mo if the zombies are, like, a recent occurrence or not, and she says that they are, and they talk about, like, attacks that have been going on in the village, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, the young master comes in, and he begs Lady Mo to punish the guy who Wei Wushan is now in. Mo Xuan Yu. <laughs> yeah, Mo Xuan Yu. Comes in, he's like, Mo Xuan Yu sucks. He kicked me in the face. You have to kill him. I don't think he says kill him. <laughs> yeah, I think he says, like, punish him or something. Because, yeah. um, the lady, Lady Mo, she's, um, his mom. I don't yeah. know if we said that already. That's his mom. 
Even though he's, like, fully, like, at least, like, probably 20, but he's still being like, Mom! Later in the episode, they say he's, like, 17, and I'm like, I thought this was, like, a 50-year-old man. I was like, (laughs) I thought that was a full-blown adult just kicking the shit out of some kid. You know, he's supposed to be, like, yeah, like, 17 or something, but yeah, he, he, uh, he's interesting. (laughs) Anyways. While he's doing this, Wei Wuxia is just outside causing a shit ton of chaos and running around and uh, bothering the guards. And he runs into the house and he trips into the building, but he's saved at the last minute by one of these boys. <laughs> and Wei Wuxia's, like, internal monologue says something about clouds that I didn't catch. Um, the, the Lan clan is from a place called the Cloud Recesses. Um, So he's basically recognizing, like, I know what clan they're from. And he's like, what a coincidence that it's the Lon clan. And then he starts accusing the young master of stealing his things, which I don't know where he got that from, but he's just, like, on that all of a sudden. At the very beginning, I almost missed this because it's very brief, but at the very beginning when the young master is beating up Moshuan Yu, he says something about, like, yeah, I stole your things, but that doesn't give you the right to do whatever. Like, I still, it doesn't matter because I'm I'm in charge of you or whatever. So he says that at the very beginning. So Wei Wuxian knows that the guy took his stuff. Okay. I don't know what stuff. I don't call it, but apparently he just took his things because he bullies him and he can do whatever he wants. Pretty much. So Wei Wuxian just keeps being like, you stole from me. And then like in the middle of that, the guys from the Lawn Clan, just in the middle of this, start explaining what their demon hunting priorities are for the night <laughs> and how all the villagers should stay in stores tonight because they're going to summon spirits and kill the zombies and everyone should stay inside, which like literally no one does to the point where I'm like, did you tell fucking anyone you were doing this? But that's beside the point. <laughs> Nobody listens to these good, good little boys who are doing their job. <laughs> But they're literally like, I don't give a shit that these two are fighting in the middle of us. I'm just going to tell you what we're here for. Yeah. I think one of them literally says, like, I don't care about your family drama. (laughs) We're just going to go do our demon hunting. Yeah. And then we see uh, Wei Wuxian outside and he's making faces on himself in the pond. And once again, he's being shocked that he was summoned. And he's like, that ritual has been lost for years. And I'm like... Okay, so if that ritual had been lost for years, by the time you died, you wouldn't have been able to recognize it. And since then, you've been fucking dead, so you wouldn't know if it was lost or not. <laughs> that's that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? That's fair, actually. I don't know how he would recognize it, because I don't know if he would have seen it before. Like, the context is like, it's like, demonic and not supposed to be done, and, and mm-hmm. he knows a lot about demonic stuff, because the whole thing is that, like, he did demonic cultivation and he wasn't supposed to like the whole thing about him dying and stuff is like he started doing demonic cultivation which is considered like bad evil magic basically but he was so good at it and he was helping everybody win the war that they were all like we love you Wushan. and then as soon as they won the war and stuff they were like well actually you're evil and then they like killed him so it's like the double standard of like we liked your evil magic until you won the war for us there's a bit more context than that, but... So anyways, he knows things about demonic magic and how it's supposed to be forbidden, and, but I think that this one is supposed to be, like, even something he was, like, lost before even he was doing magic, so I don't quite know how he knew. Maybe he's just like, I've put together the clues of what this is. I guess. 
So then again, he's talking about how, like, it shouldn't have summoned him because I'm not evil. And he's like, but by the time I died, all of the clans wanted to kill me. And I invented these cool black flags. And anyways, it seems like he's, like, really in denial about the fact that he probably definitely was evil. Well, well, you know, what is evil? (laughs) Just, like, if everybody agrees that you should die, just in general, that's probably not a great starting point. Oh, can't believe you agree with all the clans that wanted to kill Wei Wushan after he won the war for them. I mean, I wouldn't kill him, I would fuck him, but I have problems. <laughs> That's exactly Lajon's point of view. <laughs> I wouldn't kill him, I would fuck him, it doesn't matter if he's evil. Like, not even joking, that is basically Lajon's character. <laughs> Barely met that guy, I love him to death. He's so good. So anyways, then you see the young master, like, hiding behind a wall, and he's like, I'm gonna kill Wei Wushan tonight, and then it's nighttime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that also has, like, literally no bearing on the rest of the episode. That he wanted to kill him? Yeah, because he's immediately dead the next time you see him. I think the context there, and again, I think, yeah, it could have been explained a little bit better. He was holding the flag, mm. and I think the thing was he was going to put the flag on Mo Xuan Yu... But he got killed before he could. I think that's why he had it on him and then all that stuff kicked off. Maybe, but it wasn't, it wasn't super explained. Yeah. I think it's also hard because you have to like pay so much attention to the subtitles in this show. Mm -hmm. I feel like there were visual cues that I was missing Mm -hmm. because I had to read so much. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Which is fair of anything that you are doing like you're what reading subtitles yeah. for you can only look at so many things at once <laughs> exactly so then it's nighttime and we're watching this guy with a lamp go to the doggy shack because he was told to do that at night despite the fact that the lawn clan specifically said don't fucking go outside yeah i'm not entirely sure why the young master told him to go out to the doggy shack not sure Hates that guy. He just doesn't like him. He's like, I want you to die too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was like, maybe two birds, one stone. Yeah. So he hears a noise and it's creepy and dark and he's like, oh no, there's a noise. And he goes into the bush and he finds uh, the young master and he's dead. And then Wei Wushan is just kind of sitting behind <laughs> this dead body in the yeah. bushes. And the servant is like, Oh, it was you. You're the murderer. And Wei Wuxian's like, what? And I'm like, what the fuck were you doing that you were sitting there and someone died in front of you and you have no idea? Because it doesn't look like he's asleep. He's literally sitting there cross-legged with his head in his hands. I'm like, what's happening? I think he was just like observing this dead body, but he seemed way too chill about it. But he seems way too chill about everything this whole episode. So that, that tracks. That's fair. That's his whole deal. <laughs> He's just super chill about everything that's going on. He just saw a dead body and was like, huh, I'm going to sit here cross-legged for a while. And then yeah. he's shocked this guy accuses him of murder. And it's like, <laughs> you're acting like a psychopath. <laughs> to be fair, Wushan's <laughs> not that smart. I mean, he is he's smart in terms of like, oh, he's a great cultivator, but also he's kind of a dumbass. <sighs> I love him. So everyone starts panicking because the young master is dead and literally everyone in this whole house comes outside, even though they were specifically told not to do that. Yes, they're very dumb. (laughs) So the young master's mom, Lady Mo, she's super sad and she's crying all over his body and she also blames Wei Wushan, uh, who's just kind of standing against a wall at this point. He just kind of like walked over the wall and was like, I'm 
I'm out. I'm just chilling. And this is the point at which she was like, he was just a child. And I'm like, he's not like 53. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyways, one of the guys from the Land Clan defends Wei Lushan because he's like, this body has been drained of everything. So obviously this was an evil spirit. Like, that's just a kid. It's also technically an evil spirit, but that's beside the point. Long clay guy doesn't know that. Technically, technically, Wei Wushan is an evil spirit in another guy's body. But this guy doesn't know that, so good on mm-hmm. him. <laughs> and then Wei Wushan just, like, throws a little temper tantrum as, like, a t- way to, like, get the body turned over. He kind of, like, kicks it and it turns over. And they see that he has this black flag on him. And the black flag summons spirits. And the Long Clan guy is like, so this flag obviously made him a target. And the ghosts killed him. And there's this really weird moment where Wei Wushan seems, like, maybe sad that he created these black flags and it killed this guy, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I think the, the thing there is that um he's, he's realizing that what he was summoned to do was kill the people who bullied Mo Xuan Yu. That's why he has, like, the three marks on his arm and they're disappearing as the people die. And he's saying, because I invented these flags... Technically, on a technicality, I killed this guy because I invented the flags. Therefore, it counts that, like, I killed him. A hundred percent. I do think that's what he's trying to do. But if this guy died and it wasn't even his fault, would he automatically fail? Like, the guy's still dead. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are of the summoning ritual. <laughs> I don't know if, Mo- if Wei Wushan had to be the one to kill them or they just had to die, but... Where was Sean in his head is justifying, like, technically, I did kill them <laughs> with my invention. Yeah. So anyways, this is also the part where we hear about those cuts that disappear. Mm-hmm. And then the Lady Mo is still, like, yelling. And Wei Wushan has this little thing where he's like, oh, the Land Clan is still all nice and polite, and even though they're being insulted, and, like, that's really dumb of them. And then he just steps forward himself, and he's like, Look, he's not just a child. He's like 17 and he snuck out at night when he was specifically told not to be outside. Not like all 600 of you are currently outside either. And it's his fault because he's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then an evil spirit comes flying. <laughs> and uh, the evil spirit takes over the dead guy, I think. Doesn't it take over the servant guy? Probably. So it takes over this servant and everyone runs except for Wei Wushan, who seems to find this pretty funny. And he leaves the spirit on this, like, little chase, and it seems like he's, like, trying to do magic or a spell or something, but I'm not sure if he actually does anything, because he has, like, magic going on his finger, Mm -hmm. and the sword comes flying out, and at first I thought he was, like, trying to summon a sword, but then the sword is from the Lawn Clan guy who comes and he does, like, some things with his sword. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wei Wushan is like, oh, there you are. But it's like, obviously they were there. So I'm not sure if Wei Wushan actually did any magic or not. I'm not sure either. I think he was going to, but then maybe like the lawn boys got their shit together fast enough. And he was like, oh, good. I don't have to do magic and blow my cover. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, long time guy, he kills the zombie and the evil spirit. Good for him. And then uh, both of the Long Clan guys kind of just stand around dramatically while a bunch of lights go out, and they send out some seals, and I'm not sure if I got this right. I'm calling it a repelling barrier. I don't know if that's what they called it. 
I don't remember, but they do some sort of magic barrier thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool barrier. I think it's supposed to, like, keep evil spirits away or something. Uh, Wei Wuxian is impressed. He's like, that's cool. That's good magic. <laughs> they seem good at magic. Yeah, he's impressed with these boys. He's like, good job. So we talked a bit about fierce corpses and stuff before mm-hmm. the episode. So now I know what was happening here. But at the time, I thought this was like a really bad translation because they were like, we should send for backup because this is more ferocious than a fierce ghost. I think they even said ghost in the subtitles too. Mm. And I was like, why do they just like keep using like not even sim- synonyms for fierce, but like fierce and ferocious are like almost the same word, but different versions of it. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense if it's like a lore that's established in China that I just don't know. Yeah, as far as I understand it, like, they do say zombies sometimes mm-hmm. in this translation, but the actual, as far as I understand it, like, best translation for, like, what these zombies are is fierce corpses. Mm-hmm. So, like, fierce corpse is, like, a type of creature, yeah. like a zombie. So that's why they keep using, like, specifically that word. Makes sense. So Wei Wuxian sees the backup signal and he's like, oh no, what if my old friend slash definitely my boyfriend shows up? (laughs) What if my boyfriend shows up 13 years after I died and sees me in a teenager's body and he's like a full-ass grown adult? (laughs) Well, what happened if that happened? Hmm. And then we watch the entire rest of the show and we see what happens when that happens. And then suddenly Wei Wuxian realizes all the cuts are gone. So he's like, fuck, Lady Mo is also dead, but no one knows that yet, except for me. And it's kind of like this moment where he's like, oh, like, the long plan is just, like, standing around right now waiting for backup, but actually there's another, like, fierce corpse here now. Uh, and then we see her eyes, like, dramatically rolling back into her head, and she attacks, and there's a whole thing here about how the spirit seems to be using left arms to attack which i don't know if that's actually significant or if like just it was in this case there's no real way to tell from this episode from the context of the rest of the show it actually is important okay but it does just seem kind of random in this episode it's like the left arm so then Wei Wuxian is wandering around during this fight being a little fucking nuisance, and he kicks one of the Lon clan boys into the other one when Lady Mo is about to attack, so that Lady Mo activates some sort of spell on their clothes when she goes to touch them that, like, repels her instead of, like, actually killing the other one, which... The Long Clan boys are both like, oh, the spell works, which would be a great thing to fucking know before you're in a combat situation, but okay. Um, They're just little junior cultivators. They don't know everything yet. Oh, that's funny. Anyways, uh, and then he's like mad later that Wei Wuxian kicked him, and it's like, he saved your fucking life. (laughs) I love... The, that Wei Wuxian is running around pretending to be crazy so that he can, like, manipulate the battle without, like, revealing that he's helping. It's so funny, because he's very obviously, like, this very powerful sorcerer who's, like, <laughs> trying to help, but not trying to reveal himself, and it just comes off like he's completely insane. It's very good. Uh, so they're just, like, fighting, and they capture the spirit in the ring, but, uh, she breaks out of it, because she's super strong. So then Wei Wuxian brings a bunch of dead people back to life, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And he's like, hey, you know, your mom, 
Because you brought back the young master. Uh, look at her left arm. Go get her left arm for me. Yep. Fair enough. And then the long clan is like, wait, how did these corpses suddenly come alive? And I'm like, isn't that what we've been doing this whole fucking time? It's just random corpses are coming alive. I know it's like a different magic. Like, it's very obviously like Wei Wuxian has a certain type of magic that like other people don't use. So it is weird that all these corpses were coming alive. But also, this is like the third one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they keep coming up. That's fair. I feel like they should have been more surprised that, like, the corpses came alive and helped them, mm-hmm. rather than the fact that the corpses came alive. If they were like, why are these corpses helping us? Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. But the fact that they're like, corpses are alive? I'm like, what's your fucking You were just job? fighting a lot of corpses. You're right. <laughs> I like that even one of them looks over at Wei Wushan and is like, well, he certainly didn't do this. It's like, who the fuck else is here? I'm pretty sure all of the corpses that Wei Wuxian pulls in dies anyways. hmm And then, I don't think time actually freezes, but it seems like time freezes. <laughs> and the guy whose name my iPhone definitely autocorrected. What did, what did it autocorrect to? Wang Ji? Yeah, it's pronounced Lan Wan Ji, but it is spelled like W-A-N-G-J-I. So, Lan Wan Ji, or... All of the characters have like multiple names because mm-hmm. there's, there's, they're given names and then there's their courtesy names, which are sort of like the more polite high society name. And then there's like their titles. So Lan Wan Ji is his courtesy name. It's what most people call him, but his like given name. So his more informal name is Lan John. And Wei Wushan always calls him Lan John because he's like calls him by his informal name. So you'll hear him called Lan John or Lan Wan Ji a lot. Okay. So Lan Wan Ji shows up. Mm-hmm. And kind of freezes time. He does a big magic spell with his cool instrument. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a stringed instrument, but I it's it's got a specific name. But he he plays his fancy instrument. <laughs> Comes down from the sky. Everyone's looking up at him in awe. And then the credits roll. And that's the end of the episode. But I just want to say really quick that if you showed up 13 years after your best friend died and all of a sudden this random fucking teenager is calling you by your given name, which isn't a common thing in your society, like, the poor man. All right. Thank you for listening to the first half of our Modazushi episode. Um, we talked a lot about this show, so we decided to split it into two parts. So if you were enjoying it, look forward to the next half in a couple weeks. It's going to be on March 14th that we're going to release the rest of what we have to say about Modazushi. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this part of the episode. You can email us at episode50s at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at epiphaniespod. You can leave us a review on iTunes and tell us what you think we're going to say in the rest of this episode. <laughs> because we said some shit in the first part. We had a lot to say. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting show. <laughs> It's a great show, but you already knew that, dear listener, because you are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye.